0: Okay, what are we doing? We are creating a property podcast, Yeah, but a good one, uh, full of free information and help
1: for everyone out there. So, my name's Jared. My name's Sam. And uh, we've been best mates for, how long? 15, no, 20, no, no, no. you're 35. So, we we probably met in like, what? 2000, we started high school together in 2000. Yeah, but we were mates before that. So So you met my brother in like, what, nine, 1998 or something maybe? Yeah, well, I was playing basketball. So it's like two years before high school? Uh, yeah, well, we probably mates two years before high school. Okay, so we've got 2000 to 2023 now. So that's 23 years, so basically 25 years. Know each other, there we go. We'll run with that. All right, 25 years, we've wow. been friends for 25 years. Yeah. We want to let you know this, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's important for everybody to know because uh, we've spent so much time together, uh, like literally we surf basically every weekend, yeah, yeah. And we have been since like dad, my dad used to pick you up and other mates and take us surfing like every weekend, every weekend when we were all kids. Um, we traveled the world together, yeah, traveled, we've traveled. Like probably at least fifteen countries together, yeah. And the, lived overseas. We did a whole year together. Maybe yeah, in yeah. America and Mexico. So we've done a lot of traveling. We've seen each other evolve through our lives, through um, through partners, through now that you've got a family, health, um, health, health, relationships, and wealth. Yeah, and certainly wealth. And that's what we're going to talk about. And that's why we we've been like toying with this idea of like talking about property investing for so long. You've got a couple of properties. I've got a couple of properties. And, uh, Sam, you basically started this journey way before me in property. I started in business Mm -hmm. quite early. And we're going to talk a lot about, you know, our backgrounds as these these podcasts evolve. But I think we should sort of state our intentions of like why I'm here and why you're here and what we want to kind of like get out of it uh and then also how like that's going to be how everybody's going to get value from this podcast but i think it's important for you to share your background in property because like i'm like just i'm a student i'm i'm doing this to be a complete student like i call up sam like oh what about this like how how should i do this how should i structure my property portfolio how should i like make more money how should i bargain with banks uh what's the process and the journey and like Literally, so many people come to me and and ask me, just in, a, in my personal life outside of business, like, "All right, Jared, I want to start buying property as well." And they ask me, like, "You know, what should I? What should I learn?" And I'm like, "Read these books, go see Sam." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm am a complete student. I've got I've only got two properties. I've only just recently started investing in property, and I'm here to basically just ask you so much. Grow, grow together, grow I mean, together. Uh, so tell nice. us, yeah, tell us about your. When did you? How did you start this property journey? Like, I'm pretty because I'm I I know a bit, but yeah. Well, um,
0: I guess my my journey started when you when you left school and you didn't know what to do with your life. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was probably always interested me. My father um, was a real estate agent. My grandfather was also a real estate agent, and they owned property. And um, that was never really in my psyche of selling real estate because there was always a bit of a um. Uh, I guess I I thought I could do more and achieve more rather than just sell on that side. Um, So that got me into going down the development path and I ended up studying a degree at um, at Queensland University of Technology, which is a a Bachelor of Property
1: Economics to sort of keep that nice and simple. So once I left that, I got into the development space. So when did you start? I just want to like, when did you start? When did you start that degree? Was that like straight after school? Oh, yeah, so two thousand five. Yeah, 2006? two thousand six. that. Okay. Wow. Um,
0: okay. And yeah, so that's probably the start of my journey on that front. Yeah. Once I finished the degree, I ended up getting into finance because um, obviously the GFC was you know, pretty be hard to find work in property in 2009 when I finished um, mm. I actually took a year off and that's when we traveled around the world together yeah um, so Sweet. that was probably a very pivotal moment in my life as well when you stop thinking about money and you're thinking about lifestyle as well because guaranteeds not tomorrow's not guaranteed for anyone yeah um, and then also understanding how people live in this world and how little we actually need to have a you know really fulfilled and content life so um, when I came back, I was more interested in lifestyle and um, understanding how to maximize you know, your income essentially to uh, create a more f- freedom-based lifestyle. So, I got into financial planning because obviously the development space and the financial planning space. Was, I forgot you
1: did financial planning.
0: Yeah. So, I'm not working with one of the, the big four banks as a financial planner. I worked my way up in, um, in, in the business and... I laugh like,
1: because you hated that job. <laughs> this, is, this is
0: where we have this conversation where um, like my father has been a very pivotal p- person in my life because I said to him, I was like, man, I hate this job. I hate yeah. getting up. I hate sitting on a train.
1: Didn't you like come home one day like just not in a good space? Oh, I, I cried for
0: sure because yeah. like, you spend your whole life, like you, your adult yeah. life, you know, you go to university, you get a good job, you do what you're told to do and then you get there and you realize how unsatisfying and yeah. unfulfilled um, you are as a human. So I ended up just quitting um, then and there without another job to go, just just for my mental health.
1: <laughs> Good, mental uh, health
0: first. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in that finance industry, yeah. um, and people are they're all they're all in it for themselves in at, at the, the day, and um, it's just a moral obligation that I had with clients. I just couldn't couldn't do that yeah. um, anyway. So I I shifted and I had a some friends that worked in property valuation so i ended up um
1: networking my way into a large property valuation firm didn't um, you did you have to study I'm, I'm pretty sure i remember you went back and did some extra study for property i'm always studying yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is why he's the guru <laughs> no, not a, not, a, not a. yeah no, I, I guess it's always modest,
0: at that stage in life like um I guess imposter syndrome kicks in, but uh, after, yeah, 15 years of working in the industry, you just – things are second nature. And yeah, just like anybody, if you were to you know, be a, um, a plumber, then I don't know how to plumb, right? So I get a plumber to help me out.
1: But just for everybody, I used to be a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but, yeah, I um, – well, we got into valuation. So valuation's it's a, a very interesting profession. So you need to – not only do a certain degree, which my degree of property economics fit that um, mould, yeah. But then you have to go and be an assistant for two years full time and work under all the senior valuers and, you, and my director um, and then I sit in front of a board and basically I have to do four basic long-form reports between residential, commercial, mixed use and retail and from that they they judge my reports and see well, are you suitable and that's one board of um members that judge you yeah. that's a uh, valuation are which, we allowed to
1: drop names as well like the who you work for
0: yeah uh, well um taylor burn was the the first firm um they got bought out by landmark white uh, a few years back um and then yeah heron heron todd white is the large firm that i um, ended up working with so i've networked my way into that and then um yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a journey but you're just that constant seeking um, growth and career satisfaction and that's what I guess leads me into that next stage of my life where I've been learning so much about property and I see people every single day when I was valuing making really simple but expensive mistakes. Mm. So, a part of me was like if I could teach people how to not make these simple mistakes, it would save them hundreds of thousands of dollars over the life of you know, their, their property journey. And then the big buyer's agent space came into... Yeah, went um, bananas in the last six years, maybe, yeah. six years? So it's been around, it was probably like 2000 was when it really started, like oh, okay. the pioneers on that front. Um, but it was a lot of that buyer's agent space originated out of sales agents just seeking properties for people. Uh, but then there's a conflict of interest there because the sales agent it's in their best interest for their client who's paying their commission to get the highest sale price. So, when they're bringing buyers to that transaction, mm. the buyer has, you know, like the trust is there because, oh, you've bought me this, you showed me this property, and it's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and then it comes down to the negotiation and price. And that's when people are getting fleeced. Mm. Um, so, yeah i've I've jumped into that um that realm of helping people buy a property and i I do that um as a full-time career now and around australia so i I specialize on that
1: that space actually i think there was a there was a step that you a portion of your career that you may have missed like you so you so i just want people to know like how good sam is (laughs) because i know like i come to sam with a question he just knows he just knows it and so he's helped so many people, so many friends, like he just flies under the radar. He's like he's like the enigma in the in the property-like space between our friends. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. He's helped so many people. Thanks, man. Haven't you? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, like. it, yeah. It, it gives me satisfaction too. Right? Yes. Yeah. So. And so there was a step there that I think that you may have missed and you went from property value, well, I think it's important to like break apart what you were doing when you were valuing properties because you were doing... At the start, you were doing a lot of properties, and then you realized, "Hang on a second, I'm I'm making good money, but I'm also about lifestyle." Mm. And I remember, like, and that's why we started this. We, we're starting this as well because, like, we're big on helping people make money, but that's not the that's that's the byproduct of what I think the actual goal should be for people building a property portfolio. This is my personal opinion, but I think the actual goal should be lifestyle and having more time with friends and family. You've got a young family now. I'm huge on my time, you know. I, I I do like twenty hours a week in my business, and that's because I wanted to chase lifestyle over money. We we make good money, both of us make good money, and but we're more about lifestyle. And I think the, I think the lifestyle is that like the real asset that you want to chase because then it makes you better in having the capacity to make better decisions in your life because you've got more space, right? Yeah, time. So, time is the most valuable resource. Yeah, and so I'm coming back to, I wanted to tie in a few things that Are like why we are doing this podcast because I'm going to learn as a student. Sam's going to teach us a lot, and you might learn a little bit from my mistakes as we go through this. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, all make mistakes. Yeah, and uh, I think it's not just about, making money which is great but more so the lifestyle and you learned that through i feel that step that you did when you change from valuating because you were working like i remember like we would go for a surf in the morning and then you'd start work at like 10 o'clock It oh, was 11 minutes. o'clock and then you would just drive to a few jobs and then you'd clock off or like you had a like you had a good lifestyle but you were raking in some cash as well right yeah making
0: making good money on that front um, and last was great however you know there's always that burning desire to be the captain of your own ship yeah you know? and um, you know, being required to be in certain places at certain times it mm. was it was good but then it's just that natural evolution of us as a species right we're always striving for something more and um, yeah when you see that you have a ability to help people and uh, you can obviously earn good money for yourself and for others. Um, that's what led me into the space that I am in today, and um, it's a lot more rewarding. Mm. It's a lot more challenging, um, and this that, like that space of the buyer's agent um, is growing quite fast. And there's it's, there's it's a concern of mine as well. Is um, there's a lot of it's in buyer's agents' best interest to buy your property, and often they're Com- the commission of the re- remuneration is based on the, the purchase price of the property um, mm. so there's there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in that sense which um, I guess I also want to try and educate people because you don't know who you're getting in bed with in anything in life um, until you've sort of committed that stage and I'm here uh, working in industry and I know some really, really great people who are doing amazing things and I also know some people who are um, you know, you just want to stay away from.
1: Them, so. That's really, really interesting. I think we'll have to break down in another episode selection of a buyer's agent and some things to look for when you're doing your due diligence. I teach people due diligence in business and I think there's a lot that I learned from business into property and knowing your due diligence on how to like choose a buyer's agent would be helpful. There's also another step before you got to where you're at now because Right now, you do coaching for uh, buyers agents, basically. And before that, Sam has missed out a step that is pretty critical. He worked for a was it a large buyers agency firm? Yeah, well, I,
0: I yeah went um, and worked for. I just keep the names out of it. And I also keep sort of my um, business out of it as well. Uh, I'm here to educate people, not to sort of generate that income uh, okay. from that front. But yeah, they, they were one of the largest buyers agents uh, in Australia. Um, we were doing. Uh, we on average like we're buying at least ten to twelve properties a week. Yeah, I mean, wow. one one week I think we bought fifteen, and then on that so that's month,
1: what like that's what like fifteen properties might be what like seven five to ten mil a property or ah uh, yeah. So the average that's... purchase price is probably running around
0: five hundred grand for investors at okay. that stage. Okay, um, but like from the revenue basis, you're looking at about one hundred and fifty grand a week. Um, so. was good money for that business. For that business, yeah, yeah. Um, And look, we're doing really great things um, in that sense. But
1: um, yeah, I won't get into the weeds. But you, but like you, you were basically running. Like you went in there as a property evaluator, but you were basically running the team. Yeah, I grew grew up well with with my education and knowledge. I grew
0: out the um, analysis side, so that's Mm -hmm. sort of where I've niched into at the moment. Is just with my evaluation background is. Growing that those teams of people through obviously my training and my experience, not everyone has that time to spend basically six years trying to become a valuer. Yeah, Uh, right. And then the skill sets that you pick up over that time, it was great for me to um, obviously help people and grow that grow that team um, around me. And then another another side of it is as an investor myself, you see things that you know from a long term growth perspective, it's just uh, asset selection is key so there's multiple elements and we'll break these down in this podcast too where it's it's not just saving for your deposit which is key so that's my sort of financial planning background which is mm. how to really maximize your income to save as much as you can which will then help your money work for you so you don't have to work for the money that's the whole goal here um and obviously right. Jared's a, a fantastic proponent of that with what he does with his um, businesses as well so he's says he works 20 hours a week and he does and he's got a lovely lifestyle so why not share
1: it right yeah 100% and I think yeah I think there's like you can see Sam's got so much like property advice just oozing out (laughs) like it's like there's so many things I've just heard probably like 20 different podcasts that we can that we can break into different episodes just through through you talking and I think we should start from the top like I teach uh, what we call uh, leaky bucket syndrome to help Because I have to help, what I do is I help people um, have a better lifestyle. That's that's, that's our goal in our business and that's through making income. And the first thing you need to fix is like making sure you've got your own personal finances sorted. So I think that's a good thing that we can can break down in probably maybe the next episode. Uh, But we'd love to hear from you guys as well in terms of what you do want us to speak to. uh, Because you guys are our listeners and we want to give you what you want. Um, so we'll give you, we'll drop you a link in the show notes um, and you can contact us and email us. But, um, so what to look forward to, I'd say
0: is, look, we're going to teach you how to save for your deposit. We're going to teach you, um, you know, where to find the best people to maximize your borrowing capacity. Yeah. Um, in you know, So what you can purchase and then how to structure those so you can sort of maximize that cash flow. Whether it is an investment or an occupier. We look further into it's not just, you know, you need a strategy going into it. You don't just get a mortgage uh, pre-approval and just go shooting in the in the in the sky, right? Like you gotta have a target, you gotta to work towards it. So it's looking at what is what is it that you want and what fits within your strategy, then going into or what are these locations around Australia that are actually showing those good signs of growth? Because there's opportunity cost that's involved. And what I mean by that is if you invest your five hundred thousand dollars somewhere and it grows at 5% you're if you invest in another like if you would have invested invest in another yeah, location at a yeah. 7% growth rate that's a 2% growth rate per annum and that compounds quite dramatically so a 7.2% compounding growth rate over a 10 year period that doubles your asset value wow so that's you know doubles it yeah so that's what obviously we're going to try and target but finding those growth locations is key and then that doesn't stop there. It goes into asset selection and that's where I like to really... My skill set really hones in on you can find the best local government area or suburb um, based on data but if you're picking the pig asset in that location, it's going to underperform and that's going to stop you from you know your future growth which you can draw down on that equity to either purchase more properties or yeah. you know, create your own lifestyle. So yeah. there's that
1: component of it as well and then you get into how to analyze, how to negotiate on properties. There's so much here. So <laughs> much. I, I, I had this conversation to Well, in the last two weeks, I've had this conversation on opportunity costs in property. Um, one with uh, somebody in my family, um, not my in, in immediate family, like extended family. Uh, and I'll tell that story in a second because so I think it's valuable to know. But also uh, somebody else that is a friend that has one property, And it's funny to see that somebody can have one property and they may have owned it for five years or 10 years and they don't know how much equity they've got and they don't understand the opportunity costs of them holding that asset and knowing what they could do if they either, not saying you need to sell, but if it was an option to sell and reinvest in another location and or uh, keep it and then take some equity out and the opportunity cost of keeping that equity in the property versus investing that equity in somewhere else and making that money work for you. Uh, so that was that was one friend that I talked to, but the person in my family, and um, I, it was just on Monday that I was talking about this. I know it was Tuesday, and so that's you know three days ago. And talking about like somebody has a property worth about two mil in a location in Australia, and they're at an age where they're you know able to retire or they're going to be retiring very soon and I, I asked um, the person how much does the, you know, how much do you rent that property out for and it was around like, you know, $800, 900 a week and I thought, okay, $2 million property that you own, What well, like I'm thinking about just where I live in Palm Beach, if you went and bought just a, uh, you know, a $2 million property in Palm Beach you could probably go away and rent that out for closed at the time of recording close to like one uh, 1500 1600 a week in rent for a four-bedroom home and you would basically double your rental income mm. and it's just by understanding being in the right location at the right time and having opportunity costs so that is like I I like to be a bit scientific around it and I come to Sam with all these like, these questions and Very good question. he actually ends up just <laughs> talking to me for like half an hour or an hour on the phone about property and we're like, fuck, why didn't we just record this and like... Perhaps, here, we, here we are. Here we are. yeah, Here we are. Biggest thing I say to
0: um, people and um, it just happens like probably at least once a week is you don't know what you don't know yeah. and no one expects you to either. Um, and obviously, the, another thing that I find in this world is that there's so much information out there. It's information overload and yeah. people are struggling to know who to trust. So like from where I'm sitting, there's no product that we're pushing here. Yeah. I mean... Yes, I work in that space of helping good buy properties, but um, we're a very niche business um, and it's not for everyone. It's only for a select you know, a group of people who are looking for a certain type. Mm. So a lot of that coaching and um, I guess knowledge that we have, I want to put that forward and I want to help people grow. And um, obviously any questions that come out, that's obviously what we're here for. We want to create a community of people who you know, want to succeed and, and yeah. do well and, um, I guess that's, that's the selfish side is that we both get enjoyment out of other people. We so
1: We love it. And like this the, the cool thing is that now that when friends either ask you or when I'm talking to somebody about property, we're like, here's the episode that you can just go and yes. listen to. We don't yes. like, it's cool because we love chatting about it on the phone to people and, and in person, but we can refer people to a resource and this is a resource for everyone. So that's our, that's our primary focus and, um, yeah, like you said, you you happy to keep the coaching out of it, you know, not trying to plug anything that I do as well. So yeah, it's just uh, we're excited to share what I've learned as a student, and what you know as a mentor. So, yeah, and it's all like I'm
0: trying to keep it evergreen as well. So um, it's something that you can not only help yourselves with, but help your own family and um, own friends. And obviously, there's going to be people that you know. It's not their interest but they can see value in what we're saying and um, obviously a big part of what I was saying earlier is that I know the people that can help most situations when it comes to property and then Jared knows a lot of people in the business space as well and it's just like a big thing a mentor of mine taught me which was learn, do, teach, share, grow and Jared uh, finally has the same philosophy. just There's too many synergies and I just feel like this is really good vibe that we're dealing with here and it'd be great to sort of um yeah help people and obviously grow with the community as we go.
1: Yeah. So guys, thanks for tuning in. Um and I noticed that through this like we basically just told you why you should listen to us. Well not so much us, mainly Sam. But um learn from my failures. (laughs) But also there was a few little things that we shared about like, you know, financing and how you know the the buyer's agent industry so there was some val- definitely value in this episode but the future episodes are going to be very specific about specific topics that you're going to not want to miss out on uh so i'm excited to share a lot of that stuff and that's all i have to say in the parting of this episode what about you uh, yeah i guess the whole purpose of this one episode whilst it jumped around a little bit
0: is just to get for you to understand like who we are as humans right mm-hmm. like yeah you know, to know, like, and trust someone. Um, That's the whole idea here. We're pretty original. We've got the surfboard in the background. Uh, We're in Palm Beach at the moment. We have a lovely lifestyle and, you know, great families. And, and, like, it's something that I feel like people are getting lost in the weeds between all the social media bullshit that's out there. Yeah, yeah, correct.
1: Well, and I think that's really cool is because we're going to, like, I got goosebumps. I'm so excited. We're going to share so much of our lives because, like, we grew up together. Our sisters went to the same school. They're still friends as well. You're friends with my brother. Um, they they played basketball for a long time, played for a little bit. But we're cool. going to share a lot of our lives. We're just going to be so real, so raw. Probably going to talk about some friends. We're not going to be naming names or anything like that. But we'll probably yeah. talk about some situations that we've, you know, s- spoken to about people property and property and what we've done in our life. Like We've done some cool things that I think we've learned from through our travels that is going to be related to property investing as well. So, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. See you soon. See ya. Bye.